Well, hey, hi, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the None Other Fuck You Mentality Podcast, because what the fuck else would you be listening to if you were listening to this podcast? I'm your host, Lisa G, because again, who the fuck else would it be? I One of these days, I'm going to have somebody else like open up the podcast and they're going to use that and you're going to be like, what? That's not Lisa G. Whatever. Anyway, so today's episode, we're going to be talking about 30 things I wish I knew as a baby stylist or somebody who was new to the industry. Um... And these are 30 things that I've learned over the last 12 years of my career. I literally just wrote all of this down in my notebook. And I'm literally going to read them all to you one by one. So let's get fucking started. Point blank to the point. You know what I mean? So number one, do shit scared. You will only learn by trying. Nobody gives you this book. Oh my God, I have, an, I have, I have 31 things. I'm going to do the second one after this. Nobody gives you this book of like rules of like how to do hair. There's no like, I know there's no, um, there's no rule book to life. Doing, being a hairstylist is kind of the same exact thing. Like I know you guys go to cosmetology school, which is going to be number two, but it really isn't designed to teach you how to be successful. Number two is that cosmetology school is literally designed just to give you a license. That's it. They don't go, you cannot go to cosmetology school thinking that they're going to give you all the tips and tricks to being successful. That is literally like setting yourself up for failure. I know that like probably a lot of people think like, oh, I'm going to go to cosmo school and it's going to give me, it's going to propel me. No, it's the same thing as like when people go to college and they graduate college and they think they're going to graduate with a hundred thousand dollar salary job. Yeah. Unrealistic. Okay. Go to cosmetology school with an open mind and wanting to learn. So number three, being fast doesn't mean you're good. And just because you're good doesn't mean you'll be fast. Number four, anyone who acts like they have everything figured out is fucking lying. Okay. <laughs> Not a single fucking person on this planet. Earth. And this goes, this applies to like everything. This applies to like everything in life. If anyone acts like they have everything figured out, I promise you that they're lying. Number five, sometimes it's truly not your fault. Hair is in fact unpredictable. There's a lot of different things you can do to avoid certain things, but I promise you hair really is just that unpredictable. Number six is kind of piggybacks off of it really isn't your fault. Managing client expectations is really, really important because sometimes people are truly just miserable with themselves and will take it out on you. So it's really important to have open line of communication with your clients uh, to avoid situations like this. And it's important to recognize when they are just complaining just to fucking complain. That will come with time. You will start to learn that that trait, that thing with time. Uh, what are we, seven? Yeah. You're not going to please everyone, okay? You're not going to be everyone's stylist. You don't want to have everybody in your chair. It's important to recognize that. Number eight, it's okay to be friendly with your clients. I hate that whole like, oh, you should never be friends with your clients. It's the most like unprofessional thing. Yeah, that's bullshit. We're all still fucking human. It's important to be friendly to them because that's how they build a relationship with you. It's just important to maintain those boundaries because boundaries are really important to run a successful business. Yes, you can be friends with your clients. I'm friends with a lot of my clients and they still respect the fuck out of me. Uh, What are we at? I wrote the numbers down wrong. So <laughs> we were at eight. So are we nine? Always consult with your client no matter how long you've been doing their hair. Every single appointment should start with a consultation. Ask them, how did you like the way the it faded? Did you like this? Did you like that? What did you not like about it? It's really important to know how, like, who, what, where, and when, and why. Like, ask them these things so that way it gives you a chance to grow. Number 10, clients love when you remember the small things about them. 
write them down if you have a shit if you have a shit memory okay but write them down remember sally joe's cousins uncle's brother's dog okay they will love that because number 11 sometimes you are all that they have not everyone has a partner who listens to them not everyone has a, a support group not everyone has friends Sometimes you are the only thing that they have. So it's really important that you treat your clients like that person. Like you will, you might, it's important that you treat your clients with respect, A, but sometimes, like I said, you are that person for them. So make sure you, you just are there for them. Um, I just got a text message. Sorry. <laughs> this is real time. Yeah. I don't cut shit out because that's fucking lame. All right. We were at, uh, we were at 11. So now we're at 12 you're a human. Take a break. You're allowed to. Number 13. Your clients will respect you more if you are honest with them with everything. That means telling them where you are mentally, telling them, um, like asking them, wow, I like lost my train of thought. <laughs> They're respecting more if you're honest with them. So just letting them know like where you're at, because again, you are human and you are allowed to have emotions. You can have emotions. You can have an off day and you're allowed to have an off day. Even if you're at work and you're like, Hey dude, like I'm mentally like not hundred percent. They will respect that more. 14. You don't need clients. They need you. Remember that. 15. Hair is always fixable. Don't fret. 16. Accountability will take you very far. There is nothing fucking worse than a stylist who does not take accountability of their actions. Nothing fucking worse. If you fucked up, own that shit, okay? If a client's not happy, even if, you know, it was miscommunication, what the fuck ever, take accountability, all right? I'm not saying being a yes man, but I'm saying fucking take accountability. Ooh, 17. No one, and I mean no one, is your competition. Just you. You are your own competition. Nobody else is in competition with you. Just you. 18. When someone puts you down, they are projecting. Don't listen to them. I've had multiple stylists talk shit about me to me. Multiple salon owners talk shit about me to me. Stylists, or not stylists, clients do the same fucking thing. Don't fucking listen to them. It's called projection. 19. Take care of your body and your body will take care of you. Cannot, I cannot stress this enough. 20. When you're hungry, eat. When you're thirsty, drink. They can wait. It is so important that you listen to your body because, again, if you take care of your body, your body will take care of you. It is so important to listen to your body. When you're hungry, you need to pee, you need to poop, whatever the fuck it is, listen, okay? Because the only you only get one body. You don't get anything else. So when you're hungry, go eat some food. It, it don't matter, like, your Mexican color, you grab a couple bites of something. It's important to nourish yourself while you're behind the chair. 21. You can't be commissioned and a 1099. It is illegal. <laughs> Don't let anyone put you in that position. Okay. 20. Oh, wait. Did I fucking do that wrong? What are we at? 22, right? Never put your career in the hands of someone else. An example your salon is not responsible for your success. Okay. It is nobody's job to build your books but you. I get that sometimes salons can say, oh, we'll market you. Oh, we'll do this. Oh, we'll do that. No, <laughs> they're not responsible for that regardless if they say that shit. 
don't trust it. Okay. And I only say that because ultimately it's going to come to a point where you're going to rely on that. And then there's going to be a lot of miscommunication. There's going to be a lot of like unwanted feelings and you don't want to do with that. You don't want to do that. So it's important. Never, ever, ever put your career in the hands of somebody else, especially your salon that you're working at. 23, you get what you put into this industry. Okay, guys, if you sit around and wait for clients to just come flock to you, that's not going to happen. If you bust your ass and put your put your ass into it, shit's going to happen. All right. 24, taking home six figures is harder than you think or what's really been said online. It's not to say that you can't make six figures, but having that as the standard in the salon industry is has like ruined a lot of people's like worth and value. It's much harder than you think to take home keyword, take home six figures. Do not use that as your benchmark. It is unrealistic. 25. The only person responsible for your education and growth is you. If you want to learn how to do toupees, go after it. Nobody is going to hand that shit to you. If you want to learn how to do extensions, go after it. Nobody's going to hand this shit to you. If you want to become a salon owner, go after it. This industry, I think like the common throw of this industry is nothing will, how do I word this? Nothing, nothing just could comes to you. You have to seek it out. If, you know, I didn't just like, the podcast didn't just fall into my fucking lap. I had to go after and like learn how to own a podcast, how to do a podcast, how to like learn the different mics and like the settings and shit like that. And it all, it's all just because of me, because of, I wanted to learn how. So it's important that you have to know, have to remember, you are the only person responsible for your education and growth. 26, starting, oh, starting at a big box salon is not a bad thing. So like starting at like a Grey Clips or uh, Supercuts or Fantastic Sam's, even like Ulta and shit like that, not a bad thing. It's actually a great thing. And I wish a lot more stylists would do it because half you motherfuckers don't have discipline and you fucking need it. Um, but yes, those big box lines are really great for discipline and they teach you a lot of standards and they teach you like, it's truly, I think it's such a great thing for stylists to start there. I don't know why I get such a bad rep, but it is a great starting point. 20, fuck, 27. Oh, this is a fucking good one. Your worth does not come from being behind the chair. You are still a valuable person regardless if you're booked. I could talk about this for fucking hours, but you are so much more than being a stylist. Your value does not come from being booked and, and, and busy. It really doesn't. Your value does not come from the amount of clients that want you. Your value does not come from, you know, how many people are reaching out to you. Your value is outside of that. You just happen to be a sought after. Or you, you just happen to be really good at what you do. That makes you valuable, you being good to yourself, but your clients and your people wanting you and being sought after by being behind the chair does not acute to your value. I hope that that made sense. It made more sense in my brain, but just know <laughs> that your value does not come from being behind the chair. If you're not booked, it doesn't make you any less. 28, <laughs> working 10 to 12 hours, five days a week is not a fucking flex, Okay. Chip, get the chip off your shoulder and set some fucking boundaries. All right. It's not fun. It's not cute to brag about. Oh, I work 10 to 12 hours and I work five days a week. Okay. I love that you're hardworking, but that's not a fucking flex. 29, your salon drama and your 
trauma will follow you if you don't deal with it. I'm going to say that again. Your salon drama and trauma will follow you if you don't deal with it. If you leave a salon and it was problematic, that shit will follow you. Deal with it. If you think the grass is always greener on the other side, that's not the case. It's only greener where you water it. It's important when you are looking for a salon and you maybe got some shit you need to deal with and you need to be transparent and be honest with yourself while you're navigating all of this. And you need to be intuitive with yourself enough to say, is it me or is it them? And if it, regardless, if you leave a situation that is crazy and traumatic and, you know, wild, it will follow you into the next salon until you break those habits and those patterns. The only way that you're going to identify those habits and those, those habits and those patterns is if you intuitively, intuitively look at yourself and pay attention to how you are, how you react, how you look at things, the way that your mental state is, et cetera, et cetera. Because again, your salon drama and trauma will follow you if you do not deal with it. 30. Changing salons is also not a bad thing. It means you're growing. And what I mean by that is you, just because you started at a salon and you were there for eight months, you know, and this, this is a case by case basis, but regardless, actually, no, I mean, collectively it is growth. If you start a salon and you are there for like six to eight months and you outgrew it, okay, you outgrew it, right? It's important to recognize when you are outgoing places if you are evolving faster, and it's also important to talk about it, because if you're just like, fuck this place, I'm out, that negative attitude is going to follow you again into the next place. But it's important to recognize when you've outgrown something or when you're just being a fucking arrogant little prick. All right. But again, changing salons and changing your path in general is not a bad thing. It just means you're growing. And sometimes you grow faster than you can understand. This was going to be 30, but it's 31 because I added that second one in about cosmetology schools. There is no timeline for when you can raise your pricing. So if you raise your, if you, you know, set a standard pricing and then in six months you're like, fuck, I outgrew the pricing. Keyword outgrew. Raise it. If it's been three months, fuck it. Raise it. It's important to recognize and to nourish and to fuel every pivot, every change you feel is necessary. And if you're like, oh, fuck, I don't know, talk to somebody at like, ask a financial person, financial person, I don't know why I said that as someone like me, ask a colleague, you know, but there is no like timeline. Like I hate the whole, oh, wait for the first of the year to up your prices. That is literally the stupidest thing ever. Okay. I'm here to tell you it's dumb because everybody does it. So everyone's expecting it, which is just dumb. Do it when you feel like it's ready, because guess what? Your career is on your terms, not theirs. I guess this is kind of 32, but to summarize kind of like this whole like growth trend, growth does not happen on your terms when you are putting in the work. What I mean by that is growth, you might be craving growth. You might be really working on yourself and you might be doing all these things, right? How quickly you grow really isn't on your terms when you're putting in the work. Because if your body, if your frequency is just fucking projecting and like skyrocketing, you can't slow it down. You're ready for it. You're destined for it. It's designed for you. Embrace that shit. If you 
you know, like there's like a whole thing of, oh, like, should I go straight from beauty school to owning um, a, a salon studio? Okay. That's a bad example. Cause yeah, I think that's a dumb idea. Cause you need to have clients to be able to do that. But let's just say like, you've only been, you've only been on the floor for six months, but in that six months, like you have put in the fucking work and you are fucking doing it and you feel like you're ready for booth rent, go for it. Don't let someone else's standard dictate yours because when you're putting in the work and you're working on yourself, growth happens at a rate that is not on your terms. So those are 32, 33, however fucking many things that I gave you guys. <laughs> those are some fun facts that I wish that I knew. These are the things that I've learned over the years that have that I wish that I knew. But like I said, I'm repeating myself. Good Lord, Lisa. These are the things that I wish I knew and I wanted to share with you guys because I feel like this would help a lot of people. Re-listen to this when you're ready. Share this with a homie. And uh, I love every single one of you. I'm so proud of every single one of you. I can't wait to see where your guys' journey takes you. I'm talking talking to you guys as if like you're in the room with me. You basically are. Okay, anyway. <laughs> All right. Love every single one of you. I'm going to leave you guys with this note. Be so unapologetically yourself that it inspires others to do the same. Catch you on another fucking episode.